Hello and welcome to episode 8 of Rank Up, a fortnightly on-page SEO podcast where we talk about technical SEO, content optimization, search engine news and much more. I'm one of your hosts, Ben Gary, and I'm joined once again by my regular co-host, Ed Wilson, uh, and for the second episode running, Helen Freeman, an SEO executive at Impression. You both still doing all right? Yeah, can't wait for this uh, second part. I think uh, I think I've alluded to it in the, towards the end of the last episode, but really interested to get into kind of the integration of SEO and PPC, but then also... I know Helen's also excited to go into Google Keys. <laughs> I know you both keep talking about those conversations. I'm like, I feel like it's going to be more of an interrogation. So I'm going to do my best. Well, I actually, the entirety I have, of PPC. I have some questions here that will bring Ed into it as well. Because I think I think there's some quite interesting stuff as uh, that Ed's got from his perspective in the industry too. So I'm, I'm keen to see what both of your thoughts are. But because, because I'm the host and I don't get to ask myself how I'm doing, I do just want to slip into this point that this is a great day for me because last night, Liverpool lifted the Premier League trophy for the first time in 30 years. And I feel like if I was the co-host or the guest on this podcast, I'd have already got it in there. So I just want to put my uh, safe haven away from that. <laughs> no, it's all right. We don't have to talk about anything that happened in the championship. You yeah. don't, don't worry, Ed. Yeah. <laughs> but that was it. That was it. This isn't a football podcast. I just wanted to get it in because well that was a great moment. <laughs> Even if it was a bit late for me when they actually lifted the trophy, you know, got to be up for work. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, um, we are going into uh, not not the football segment, um, but the, uh, the kind of second part of our talk with Helen, uh, where we're going to find more about um, the, the topic that she's really interested in. So I've affectionately dubbed this, this episode the Knowledge Panel. Uh, all of our main interviews with our guests will be known as the Knowledge Panel from here on out. Um, and uh, it's where we make the most of our guests' knowledge in a particular area of SEO. Uh, and Helen, as we mentioned in the last podcast, you have a pretty unique take on SEO, uh, at least at Impression, because uh, you were originally hired into our PPC team. Um, so if we just start there, um, to be honest, if we, if we go back to the very start with you kind of joining Impression, um, like kind of how was it that you came to Impression and ended up in a PPC role in the first place? Yes, I mean, I joined straight out of uni, really. Um, I remember I had absolutely no idea what I wanted to do. So I was just kind of going to like pretty much every single careers event that I could find. Um, and I think I went to, I think it was one that the, because I'd studied German, so it was one that the languages school put on, because they kind of get a bit worried about you when you study a language that you won't ever be employed. <laughs> um, so they were putting a lot of events on, and I ran into, I think it was, yeah, I mean, I mean Chloe was there, and they were doing a stand um, for, for impression, and they basically, I think I was chatting for about half an hour, and I think they were basically trying to explain to me what digital marketing even was, because yeah. I'd never, never come across it, had no idea what it was. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it was a good chat, because I think... Yeah, it was like a couple of weeks later, I went to a Spotlight on Digital event where yep. Liam, our head of PPC, he was giving a presentation, which I don't remember a lot of, other than that it had, <laughs> it had a lot of weird graphs and a lot of his face photoshopped onto various celebrities. That sounds um, familiar. <laughs> yes, unique and memorable. Um, but yeah, I think I just went and had a quick chat with him afterwards and then sent an application a couple of days later. But yeah, as you say, I mean... I ended up in a PPC role, but the plot yep. is I originally applied for an SEO role, and I think so I really, just, you've just found your way home. Yeah, I mean, I think <laughs> I think I just got diverted to the PPC track because I had a maths AS level and I was treasurer of a society. I think, um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like I said, I didn't really know what it was, so I was just thrilled to potentially get a job. And yeah, yeah. fast forward I mean, a few weeks, got the internship, and then I was basically just working one day a week alongside my final year classes, um, and then I just never left. 
still yeah there. i mean i think at the time you joined our ppc team was really growing anyway um mm. i remember you joined at a time where we hired a few grads in the same year as you and um there were a few other people that joined in other roles too and um it was probably quite an exciting time to join the ppc team even if it wasn't exactly what you, you had in mind when you first applied well that's the thing i didn't really have anything in mind because for all i'd say i wanted to apply for an seo role i also had only just found out what seo was so i was True. just kind of open to anything really it wasn't like a lifelong dream to go into seo that had been diverted to ppc <laughs> i mean clearly a lifelong destiny well yes well we'll come on to that now so um you said it's been about 18 months that you've been in seo now so what was it that uh, led to you making making that switch? I think, I mean, probably the part of me which had originally applied for the SEO role was curious. And I think, mm. you know, being kind of a couple of years into a PPC career, I'd sort of got to the point where I basically felt like I was at a bit of a crossroads where I'd either have to kind of commit to the idea of specialising in PPC or it felt like a good time to maybe make the transition and sort of broaden my skill set out a bit. Because uh -huh. I'm still at a relatively low rung on the ladder so if I'd kind of stayed along that path I think it would have been harder further down the line to kind of make more of a, uh, a step down if you like yeah, whereas it, it was quite a lateral transition at that point and I never went off PPC or anything like that you know I could totally see myself in, in a kind of broader marketing role in the future but I think yeah I probably just needed to scratch the itch or I'd have kind of been wondering what if the whole time yeah it's an interesting thing because we kind of mentioned this with Sean in uh in a recent episodes and I don't know if you've got any thoughts on this as well Ed but um, generally when when we hire now especially hiring into agencies we are hiring into specific SEO or PPC roles and apart from a bit of uh, maybe a little bit of training you don't you certainly don't really get the skills to I couldn't go and do a PPC job for a day like I just wouldn't know where to start um, I, I don't know if that's a relatively new thing Ed or um, did, did it used to be more integrated from what you've seen um to be honest i'm not a true reflection i think i just because <laughs> i think i was like the third seo so i think i think quite rightly the the like the hiring process has matured that impression um, and yeah. kind of identify skill sets that maybe aren't associated to seo ppc but feel like they would benefit them so like maybe a, a general like great understanding of marketing knowledge or i think with ppc like a great understanding of maths i feel like that is always um, a key area that's always prioritized um, but I think that we've, we've tried to assign maybe skill sets that aren't directly relatable to um, SEO and PPC but understand how they can benefit like working in that, that area again. Yeah because I know in, in your time uh, as a as a PPC analyst and executive at Impression Helen you I remember seeing just some quite interesting bits from you I remember a lunch and learn presentation that you did around um, language in PPC mm -hmm. and I believe was that sort of part of the foundation for your PPC hero talk a few months ago as well yeah it was it's kind of the um yeah the, the baby version of that which yeah about two years later ended up on a national conference stage which is kind of ridiculous because I remember <laughs> at the time I was told I needed to do a lunch and learn and it was about I think it was about three weeks after I'd actually gone full time. Yeah. I, I, what can I possibly present to these experienced marketers that they don't already <laughs> know? Um, so yeah, I just kind of tried to put a different spin on it. And then I think seeing how that actually resonated that impression sort of made me realise that actually within PPC, although it is obviously a creative field, I think the kind of language side of things can sometimes be forgotten, mm. um, which doesn't really make a lot of sense to me because you are putting so much money into campaigns a lot of the time. Why would you not? want to kind of exploit all the creative elements that you have to actually you know focus on that qualitative 
aspects that you don't have to spend any more than you need. Absolutely. It's strange as well because I feel like other strands of advertising are generally seen as creative kind of disciplines. Mm. But maybe, yeah. yeah. It's, it's weird. I mean, I think if you have been a PPC, you, you see how it is creative, but I don't really mm. know where this misconception comes from that it's, you know, just all numbers and bids and budgets and yeah. you have to be, you know, great at maths because I'm not great at maths. I just figured out how to make a spreadsheet tell me what the maths was. Like you know? yeah, maybe it's just because I mean if you maybe if you know anything about PPC, the first thing you know is that you bid on keywords. So maybe it just mm -hmm. comes from that and kind of bidding gives people a very data a data heavy, financial financially driven kind of view of it, which of course it is, but not to the exclusion of of creative aspects, as you said. Yeah, you definitely get more involved with the data right from the start, I think. But mm. yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I've always found that quite enjoyable as well, because if you are mm. kind of getting stuck so much into the numbers side of things, it's quite nice to have a bit of a change and just kind of, you know, play around with, with the language of your adverts. And mm. like I say, I mean, especially because, I mean, with SEO, we don't really get a chance to test things like that. So it's yeah. something that I think probably a lot of PPCs take for granted. Yeah. Well, I think this will transition quite nicely into some of the changes that you've experienced since since moving to SEO. Um, so I guess if you can think back to maybe the first six months or so, like what was your kind of what was your kind of first impression uh, about SEO? What was over those first few months? What did you really kind of notice as as different, or even maybe find strange uh, in transitioning to SEO? actually found it a lot less stressful um mm. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if you two would necessarily agree with that but i think i don't know i think there's there's part of it's probably partly that we have tend to have kind of bigger retainers with with seo clients so you have more time to uh, actually grind yeah. out the results that you want to grind out but um and i think as well there there is more emphasis on kind of the creative aspects of things obviously because content plays such a big role in seo but uh -huh. I think, I mean, when I said um, to the PPC team that I did want to move over, I think there was there were probably some people who thought that I would kind of mm, not miss it, but kind of maybe find SEO a bit less exciting, if that's the right word, just because, yeah. because PPC is so instant, right? And you yeah. can kind of make the changes and see the impact so quickly. But I think actually being an SEO now, I really appreciate the challenge that kind of a long-term project offers. And then, you know, it's, it's kind of high risk, high reward, isn't it? Yeah, um, I actually really enjoy that side of things. I think, um, I guess with that that PPC side of things, like you said, it may be a little bit stressful. Do you feel that's because with PPC you're, you're directly handling budget? And I know you can put those things in place that can, you know, restrain you from completely blowing the budget in one day or a week or things like that. But ultimately you could be driving a lot of clicks that aren't converting or anything like that. And it's direct money that's being, you know, being used to kind of really drive that traffic. So I guess from there you are in real time with spending money, I guess. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think you're a lot more kind of conscious of yeah. the consequences should you make, uh, you know, even, even a tiny little mistake, it's, you know, it's one wrong setting somewhere. If you don't have the right controls in place that could, yeah, potentially waste a load of money, but and yeah. I, I, think, I mean, this might just be my personal experience, but in, at least in terms of working with clients too, I think if you are working on an SEO project, a lot of the time clients will be a lot more happy to just kind of hand over the reins and say, okay, well, you know, you're the expert, go ahead and yeah. do what you need to do. Whereas I think there's probably something to do with like the psychology of how much budget they're putting into PPC campaigns. It can be quite difficult to sort of completely hand that over to someone else. So 
I yeah. found a lot I think I spent a lot more time in my PPC role just kind of I don't want to say hand-holding but obviously like explaining things and kind of justifying the decisions I was making so I feel like that's less so the case in SEO yeah, yeah. I think um with when I first had my first experience of PPC um I was using the AdWords editor program back then and um we basically it was for a company that had several locations uh, for a variety of websites and they had like a, a standard template that you basically had to amend so you essentially opened up this template and then you did a find and replace and just replaced all like the templates of keywords across the ad all the ad groups and there uh, but i think i missed like a key part of it so like all the ads went live with like template instead of the location and that was live for like 24 hours and it wasted loads of budget and i think in that instance i don't think you'd i mean there's like worst case scenarios of seo with like no index insights and things like that but in that instance it's just like oh no it's just like you wouldn't the ground to swallow you we've all been there and i think yeah as well one thing i have noticed as well is i don't just occasionally when i was in pvc there'd be sort of like you know i'd be at home i'd have chilled out for the evening i'd be going to bed and you know, it's just that moment right before you fall asleep your brain's just kind of doing its own thing yeah. and you'd suddenly jolt back awake and you're like oh my god did i set that bit to one pound 20. it's just a decimal point like that so i definitely don't miss that aspect <laughs> that's that's awesome well we will we'll, i'm sure we'll kind of hear more about some of the some of the differences in your experience as we go we've got some uh, some specific questions from the team um that i wanted to ask you at this point before we go into maybe some of the more integration conversation um so Liv May who has previously been on this podcast um has asked uh, if there are any skills you've learned from PPC that you found to be particularly transferable or useful in SEO um I think I mean we kind of hinted at it on the last podcast and I don't I don't know if it's necessarily a skill that I learned in PPC but it's definitely I have I have a real strive for efficiency right which is yeah. definitely kind of part of my personality that was pre-existing but I think sure. working in PPC has definitely ramped that up a lot because as I say you sometimes you get a lot less time with a paid retainer than you would with an organic retainer so you really have to find ways to make sure that you're maximizing every minute that you have so that you actually mm. are doing useful work all the time um, yeah. and I mean spreadsheets are often the tool of choice for that but it, it does manifest in other ways too and I think it's just that kind of mindset to think not how can I cut corners but how can I maybe automate or you know, kind of find other ways to do common tasks which crop up a lot that are just kind of time saving measures so that I can put more of my time into the things that do need maybe more of a, you know, um, a qualitative look or, you know, things yeah. like that. I think what would be good as well is that have you have you been in a position to date where from an organic perspective you've been set a, maybe an objective by a client or the strategy is set an objective to like really prioritize a certain keyword or service or product or anything like that but you've been in a position where you can kind of choose if they fit you feel it's it can be done like in the organic space within three months or you've suggested to them actually it is worth prioritizing from a ppc perspective therefore you've gone to the ppc team to advise them that this should be the case or upsell them or something like that have you ever like been in that strategy where you've had to indicate if you feel like it's been more worthwhile to focus on the PPC route rather than SEO since you've been involved in SEO. Yeah, there's definitely been a couple of instances mm. where, you know, clients have got these kind of focus keywords that they know if they can get visibility for them, that's going to have huge commercial value. Mm. Um, but obviously, oftentimes, those are the most competitive ones. So mm. if, if 
I think especially in, in instances where they've kind of been under time pressure, if it's been, you know, a seasonal client or there's a big um, event coming up. So, I mean, for example, I've got a client who sells personalised gifts and, you know, things like Father's Day and Mother's Day. Mm. You know, it's a really short time period that they need to have that visibility for. And, yeah. you know, if they've got those focus keywords, but we know from an organic perspective, it's going to be a bit more of a long project to actually get visibility for those terms. You know, it's not something that's going to be able to be done overnight. I think yeah. just communicating that to the client but then also to um, our PPC team as well we can say look obviously you might have different priorities um, you know throughout the rest of the year but for this particular weekend we really need to make sure that we've got visibility for those terms and then just having that conversation makes it a lot easier for them to know where to focus their budget and I think if you can show that kind of proactiveness to the client as well you know it's not just the case that you're saying well actually you know, we don't think those keywords are important. It's completely the opposite. We know they are. We've just got to be realistic about how we're going to get the visibility for those terms at this particular time. Yeah, I think um, I think most recently and speaking with um, a lot of the enterprise clients that we have, it's it's always making sure that we have that like SEM head on of understanding where PPC needs to focus on, making sure it's not kind of cannibalizing any organic queries, but then where SEO is failing short, falling short, sorry, is able to identify those those queries or those areas and then aim to say to PPC, look, we're probably not driving organic traffic through these areas at the moment. Is there a possibility of like using paid media to drive the, the coverage to these areas, I guess? Yeah, I think you've always got to have the awareness, even if um, potentially, even if you're just working on a client where they're only investing in SEO at the moment, they're not investing in PPC, because even if you've got, you know, organic position one for that term and actually yeah. you look at the SERP and there's four ads above you, yeah. Google ads, a Google shopping carousel um, and all the rest of it, you, you're actually probably not going to get much of a look in anyway. So yeah. I think yeah, it's always, always good to have that at the forefront of your mind, even if you know, you're not working on PPC day to day. Awesome. Well, we've got the, the second question from the team. Um, from James Watkins, who's actually in our digital PR team, so bringing another perspective. Uh, he's asked, uh, interestingly, what's more stressful in terms of factors outside of your control, PPC or SEO? And he gives the, he gives the examples of uh, algorithm updates, changing your rankings in SEO, uh, or competitor bidding strategies making life difficult for you in PPC. Uh, do, do you find that those have, sort of play a role, or, or are you able to kind of focus on your own thing when you're doing either PPC or SEO? Um, I think, I mean, SEO has definitely got more factors out of your control, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. The, key, the key difference for me is that SEO is a lot more kind of cloak and dagger about things. You know, people, <laughs> Google's quite explicit in what it wants from a paid campaign because obviously they want you to spend more money. So uh, if they've, you know, got new features or, or things coming out that are going to benefit your account, there's, you know, there's usually a lot of announcements and quite a lot of fanfare around it. You know, whereas we could come in one morning and find out, oh, there was an algorithm update. And, <laughs> and maybe they'll tell you what it was or it might be a broad call one. Good luck. Yeah, you've got to go and reverse engineer that. So I think, I mean, depending on whether you benefit or lose out, can be stressful. Mm. But I, I mean, I kind of, I kind of like it, and it's more of that problem-solving element. Um, and I, yeah. I always found it quite pushy from Google Ads if they try and kind of roll out certain features and really kind of direct you to use them, even if it wouldn't necessarily be the smartest move for the particular campaign or the account yeah. you're working on. But maybe that's changed like, over the past year or so, I think, um, especially with the automation side of things. I think we used to be quite skeptical about things when they came out from Google and they were still quite new. But mm. I mean, from what I've read and what I've heard from our PPC team, I think that has improved kind of over the past 18 months. Mm. So it's interesting. We're, we're both or both teams are quite beholden to Google, but in quite different ways. Mm. Uh, and Google has a very different kind of interest in both, which is, which is quite interesting when you see how it breaks down in, in applications like that. 
Yeah. But um, I think on the flip side, actually, what James said about, did you say competitor bidding as well? Yeah, um, PPC. Yeah, I mean, with, with PPC, you're sort of playing the game within within the constraints of a set system, right? So there's only, mm. there's only so many things that can ever be wrong with a campaign if you see that you're starting to lose visibility or, or mm-hmm. whatever. But I think that makes it more frustrating when you see a paid competitor who suddenly starts occupying a load of you know impression shared and you can you can probably tell that's just because they've got a bigger budget than you do so that could be yeah. quite frustrating if you feel like your hands are tied because you know you, you can't always just go and ask for more budget whereas i think if you know if we see a competitor starting to creep up organically we have the benefit that we can just go and audit the site see you know what it is that they've been working on or if they've benefited from a certain algorithm update things like that so yeah. i think it's i think you've got more control to kind of counteract that uh, yeah that's a great point Mm -hmm. yeah awesome well we'll go into some more uh, i guess kind of um questions around the integration side of things maybe thinking more strategically uh which maybe for for people listening from from agencies um or even from kind of uh businesses with their own ppc and seo teams that are kind of maybe separate from one another i think it's interesting to to see where we are right now and, and maybe what's going on in the industry and, and what we can be doing better um so I, I don't know if you agree helen so feel free to disagree but there's a, there's certainly a perception that i've picked up um not just impression but but widely in the industry that uh integration is not as good as it could be all the time there's a lot of PPCs do their own things, SEOs do their own things, and um, there's maybe not the, the communication and the shared knowledge that we would all really benefit from. Um, mm-hmm. I think just the amount of talks I've seen mentioning integration yeah. and what we can do better is kind of the evidence of that. Um, I mean, I- I- if you agree. Um, why? I, do. I mean, if there wouldn't be an ongoing debate if anyone had an answer, would there? <laughs> exactly, yes. Okay, so given that you agree, um, well... Uh, why do you think that is? I mean, or do you have any kind of perspectives having worked in both teams for maybe what some of the challenges are that that make us not as integrated as we would like to be? I think, I mean, obviously we're looking at it from the perspective of working in an agency. Sure. I think fundamentally it kind of has to come down to a lack of understanding or yep. at least a lack of inspiration or a lack of experience as to how we can actually collaborate effectively so i think there's a lot of talk about you know data sharing and things like that but i don't know whether that's necessarily always done as strategically as it could be Mm. and i think unless you've sort of had that exposure to both ppc and seo on a practical level as in actually done the sort of day-to-day management of organic campaigns and paid campaigns I mean, obviously, I'm coming from the perspective where I have done that, but maybe yeah. if you don't have that exposure, then it might be harder to kind of see the areas of overlap which are going to offer the most mm. benefit. Um, can you yeah. can you sort of think of uh, maybe any ways to address that practically? Let Let's assume, as I imagine most businesses are, that you don't have the resource to go and give your SEO team a month's training in PPC and kind of hands-on experience. Um, are there any practical steps you can make to to mitigate it, even if it's not necessarily going to be perfect? I mean, I think there has to be a, a certain level of buy-in, at least to be willing to trial something, right? Sure. You, even if you know you're not going to run a whole integrated project on on sharing data and things like that, even something as as simple as you know, if you've never looked at your paid search terms from an organic perspective before, just literally download a search report, send it to your organic team, and see what they can do with it. Mm. And I think actually once you have that data in front of you, 
I mean, I, you mentioned our last podcast, uh, I think it was, that, you know, once you kind of have that data that you wouldn't necessarily have come across before, it can be a lot easier to actually see the potential of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think, I think there has to be an initial step where someone says, look, we actually just need to communicate better. And yeah. even yeah. if that's just you know, 15 minutes while you're grabbing a coffee and say, what are you working on today? What are you working on? You know, how do our strategies align? I mean, to to be honest, if you haven't had that conversation already, you can probably infer that your campaigns aren't as effective as they should be anyway. Yes. Um, (laughs) That should always be kind of a a first port of call. But maybe if, you know, it's especially if you're you're in-house and it's something that you've been working on for a couple of years and maybe you've got new people that join the team, just kind Mm. of making sure that that always stays fresh, I think, is key to just facilitating that long term. Yeah, I am. I, um, I attended a talk. I think it was Search Love, and it was an American agency. And they basically—I'm not saying this needs to be done <laughs> across the industry—but they uh, they basically um, restructured the way that team works. So there was no separate SEO PPC team. They created kind of a, a new branded name for it, which I think was like Discovery or something like that. Oh, um, I think I've seen this talk. I think I watched the the screen share of it. Yeah, and they basically, yeah, she basically ran into, well, she basically explained, like, the benefits of them integrating those two departments. And I think what I took from it was that fundamentally they changed the way that um, we, how typical maybe SEOs and PPCs on board accounts. Um, so when there is that element of keyword research, it's always done from an SEO, in, um, like, it, we don't really, well, Traditionally, SEOs don't really get like involved PPC and things like that. Whereas actually, mm. the keyword research and audience analysis that's done via SEO and PPC, they both combine on it. Yes, there'll be like a a targeting map from an SEO perspective with page type, but all the keyword research is effectively done split but across both teams, and they both have a say in it and indicate where they should focus. So, I think if we want to improve integration, I believe we should. It's kind of rewriting or restructuring our kind of initial uh, focus when working on cli- when working on clients and that's having that you know initial processes it, just having them integrated because i think that probably yeah. sets the sets the way for more conversations we had around integration um so i think that's probably what what would help that integration initially is by having that you know initial you know kick off with seo ppc having an input into you know things that we do share uh, upon yeah, undoubtedly. I mean, I think that's one of the things that we do quite well. I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm at an advantage anyway, because I do have an understanding of yeah. you know, both disciplines in quite a lot of detail. But I think, yeah, even just right from, you know, the pitch stage, and then the kickoff call, and then, you know, even just having kind of monthly reporting calls with both team members on yeah. the call, talking through the same statistics and, and things like that. I think, especially when you get the feedback from the client because obviously they're looking at both ppc and seo kind of as one big pot of digital marketing you can kind of get a lot of insight from what they're thinking too even if they're not necessarily a digital marketing expert you can understand their priorities a lot better yeah and i guess to play devil's advocate i guess would you say that maybe that um the the thing against integration is purely based on time maybe so things such as from my perspective as a technical seo my work isn't really going to um, interact with PPC that much. It, it may to some degree, certainly, but um, ultimately I'll be focused on things that I know that are clear issues that won't impact PPC and that therefore if I'm focused on integration, I may hit loads of key points that 
you know are vital towards an, a, a website performing and i guess that might be relevant to you as ben with like content strategies and that being a core path you know a core focus of yours yes there may be things such as like using that content for retargeting but ultimately mm. you're going to spend the majority of time making sure that that's successful rather i think like the integration always sometimes sometimes falls to the end where you're doing everything correctly then it comes to the part of um you know integrating or do you think i'm wrong <laughs> uh, just uh, sorry you go say, helen <laughs> no i was just gonna say I, I do think the kind of time pressure thing is definitely yeah definitely impacts things because especially if you're in an agency it, it can be a high pressure environment and if mm. you are feeling that pressure that you need to get results for your own channel then i can see how it's going to be more challenging to kind of yeah. find the time to take that step back and and actually see because you know for all you say that what you're working on day to day isn't going to have an impact on the ppc campaign until you have that conversation with the ppc you don't necessarily know that yeah um, and especially yeah. you know if we're talking about content too obviously if you're working on a blogging strategy that might not necessarily impact people to the same degree even you know if it, if it does come in for retargeting and things like that but if you're working on landing pages then obviously you're going to want to make sure you've got your keyword targeting in place for, yeah. for your organic perspective but also taking into account that kind of the landing page experience is a huge part of an ad quality score too yeah. so it, it will benefit your ppcs if you're able to kind of collaborate on that and find out what needs to be on a ppc landing page um, yeah. because obviously the higher your quality score the lower your cost per clicks are going to be yeah and also uh, i guess on quality score it can be just a bit of a proxy for user experience anyway that uh we don't necessarily have access to an seo um mm -hmm. I know it's something we actually started to do an initiative on on a client that I work on where we were working with the PPC team on improving the quality score of landing pages at the same time as as optimizing those landing pages. Uh, and then it was interrupted by a site migration that changed all those pages anyway. Um, but the idea was there uh, and it would be something that I would be be interested to try in the future because for content, at least there's a there's a big overlap there. Um, and just to go back to what you touched on, Helen, and maybe what you raised, Ed, I think, it's important. I think if we want integration to have an impact on the strategy, it has to come at the start, like you said, Helen, because if as a content specialist, right from the start, I've got a good idea of where PPC are focusing, what's working for them, what their sort of core strategy is, then I can make sure that even if not everything I do overlaps directly with it, that everything is complementary um, and that we're all working together to kind of get to the overall website goals, which for most businesses are going to be bigger than SEO or PPC. Yeah, right. It's exactly that, right? So you've got to go in with that foundation where you are working side by side. And I yeah. think we do do that here. But I've, I've definitely spoken to people at conferences where you almost you almost get the sense that they've kind of got a bit of animosity towards the counterpart <laughs> team because they kind of maybe have been a bit siloed or it's started to feel like a competition. So yeah. and, as, and as soon as you have that sense that it is competition, you're not going to want to give up anything that you think will give the other team the upper hand. Yeah. I mean, it's completely backward because obviously you know both channels are going to benefit if you work together more but yeah. i think if you if you find yourself settling into that mindset it can be quite difficult to break out of so yeah definitely it has to come you know from the ground yeah. up right at the start yeah well speaking of uh maybe misconceptions then uh, one of the other questions from the from our team from uh, lauren who's one of the seo strategists here uh, is have you come across any misconceptions about ppc from seos or or vice versa like knowing what you do from both teams uh, yeah, I was actually just thinking about that with the, um, that's what I was saying about the conference. I remember I went to Brighton SEO, I think it was the first time I went, and I think I was just kind of in the lobby, you know, between talks, I was doing a bit of work, and 
there were some guys on the table next to me who I remember, and they clearly were SEOs, and they were just talking about how easy PPC is. <laughs> um, you know, just all oh, you've got to do is just change the bids, right? Um, which, I mean, but you know, I was quite early on in my career at that point, so it's quite off-putting. And yeah, I think if you, I mean, I'd like to think they were just, you know, I'd, I'd like to think they didn't really believe that. But yeah, if you have that attitude, that could be so toxic in terms of actually having your organic and paid working hand in hand. And if if you have one team that feels like they're bringing more to the table, then it, it does kind of breed resentment. Yeah, um, that mutual respect, isn't it? At the end of the day, I mean, any business has got to have that to survive, really. Yeah, I mean, I think that's quite an extreme example. To be fair, I've not been <laughs> since. Um, but yeah, and I think as well. I mean, we touched on it um, earlier, but I think sometimes SEOs can be a bit guilty of kind of forgetting how much creativity can go into PPC as well. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I, I won't name names, but I remember when I first moved into the SEO team. Um, and I you know, sort of started working on a few different content projects and I got a couple of comments from different team members that were definitely obviously framed in a positive way but it was kind of one lines of oh like you're a really good content writer <laughs> like with this sort of air of surprise around it it was kind of like yeah, well yeah I did a languages degree so it's yeah. sort of my main skill set actually didn't, didn't you lose all ability to write whilst doing PPC <laughs> yeah it was one sort of like you knew it was coming from a good place but it was one where when it happened I was kind of like huh okay um but then I think, you know, on, on the flip side, PPCs obviously have their own misconceptions of SEO as well. And I know kind of when I first moved across, I'd obviously heard of, you know, like the three pillars of SEO, you've got technical content and links. And mm. I think you almost think, well, you you will be one of those three things and that will be your life, which yeah. I know I'm talking to two specialists. But <laughs> it is our know, life. <laughs> yeah, but I, I think that is one of the things that we do really well, that, you know, even if you do go on to specialise in something, you definitely have a really solid grounding in mm. all the core SEO principles. And that was really nice for me actually moving over because I sort of, I kind of knew that I wanted to not specialise, but I knew I wanted to avoid off page really. Um, yeah. But I think, mm. yeah, that was, that was kind of nice to know that I wasn't going to have to choose necessarily. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, I think the, sorry. Sorry, Ben, sorry. I was to say, I think the analogy that I've used, I may have even said it on the podcast before, so apologies if if that is the case, but um, I just kind of like an SEO to um, like a, a university degree where it's to, to get to the specialised stuff in your final year at uni, you have to do the foundational modules in, in your first year and everybody kind of starts off on that same footing and then they pick whatever they want to do beyond that, whether it's strategy or technical or content or whatever. Um, I, th I think it's pretty essential because I, I could not do my job without having a basic understanding of what Ed does um, or even what the digital PR team do or whatever. And, you know, I'm wondering after this conversation, maybe we should be including PPC more in that. Like, I was should, say. I, should I at least have that foundational understanding to, to understand where, you know, where we can overlap more? Because I can always point out to, to you know, James Watkins, who's asked one of the questions here, if we work we were sharing a, an SEO and digital PR client, I can always go to him, oh, this content might be useful for you. Like, I'll just do that if we've had a new blog post to go live. Um, but I'm maybe less quick to do it with with PPC, which is probably just because I understand digital PR more than I understand PPC, because at impression, all SEOs are trained in digital PR, or at least, you know, we, we were for a long time. Yeah. 
I was just going to raise a point on that that creativity topic that Helen brought up. And I think, obviously, there's a thousand ways that you can be creative within PPC. But I think, Helen, your, um, your talk at the HERO conference in 2019 um, around using language psychology, I think um, that is a great, yeah, I think there's a lot of great slides in there how creativity can be used to really influence the PPC campaign, especially that Swiss uh, army knife method. Um, so I'd highly recommend anyone listening to this to, I guess, get inspired by creativity for PPC to check that, um, check those slides out. Is, is that accessible anywhere, Helen? We can, if can we put a note in the description or anything that will yeah, get people my, to that? It's on my SlideShare, so to be honest, if you just Google my name and SlideShare, it should yeah. come up. But I can. Oh, I can it's on the second one as well. Yeah, it's on there too. Okay, cool. We'll make sure that that goes in the show notes as well. Because um, to be honest, from what I remember of the talk as well, there's a lot that you can just pull out for any sort of creative content, whether it's yeah. PPC, SEO, whatever. I mean, it's, it's so weird to me because, like you said, there, there's so many different techniques that you can use in PPC just by being a bit more playful with language to actually, you know, kind of, for whatever word, you know, tip people over the edge into yeah. And given how many different signals that BBCs are keen to use and all the different data that, you know, we have to try and, you know, only hone in on those people that are ready yeah. to convert or, you know, nurture them down the funnel, why would you not? Mm. take into account these other techniques even if they're not you know traditionally under the remit of ppc you know they're proven marketing techniques and i yeah. think i think maybe because digital marketing is a relatively young industry maybe people just haven't branched out into that yet mm. um or not to the same degree obviously we're focused on you know becoming experts within within the google systems but yeah i think there's a lot that can be taken from from offline marketing and then just brought online yeah that's a great point. I think you, well, you mentioned a lack of respect between SEO and PPC earlier. I think there can quite often be a lack of respect towards offline techniques as well. Like we see it as a bit outdated or, you know, doesn't doesn't work anymore in the digital age. But that, I mean, that, that strikes me as you're going to run into trouble with that view as well. Yeah, environments are always going to evolve, but the core principles were core principles for a reason. And True. people's human psychology hasn't evolved that much in the past 50 years. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we've maybe got a bit more used to Instagram, but we're <laughs> we're otherwise the same animals that we've been for a while. <laughs> um, cool. I've got just maybe one more question. Um, I think one more question on integration before we go into some SEO specific kind of stuff that we want to touch on as well. Um, but just do you um, do you have any kind of resources that you could think of, or maybe just sites that are worth reading that you would recommend to? SEOs uh, who maybe don't have a direct experience of PPC, someone like me who's kind of heard heard a bit about PPC and done some basic training but never had any hands-on experience um, that would help us sort of get to grips a bit with, with what we need to know to kind of be better at our jobs in the way that we've spoken about here. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think it depends to what level you want to have an understanding of it because if you want, you know, practical hands-on experience, then you're always going to get best experience by actually sure. playing around with google ads and things like that but and if that's what you want probably google's own academy for ads is best for that if you've got the time that you can invest yeah. into it there's a lot of kind of practical lessons on there and then obviously you can do the, the tests and get your own certifications as well so if you've got the time to invest that's probably by far the best way to do it okay but if you you know maybe don't have that much time to invest then i honestly just say spend some time reading ppc blogs and not just ppc blogs that have insights to offer to seos mm. um you know, kind of, especially the ones which are more kind of PPC theory um, and, you know, kind mm -hmm. of 
I think as well, not not just focusing on search, because although obviously that is where we primarily operate, I think there is a lot to be said for the role that paid social can play in terms of content marketing as well. Mm. So, I mean, for me anyway, because I had that understanding of it, I've certainly bared that in mind when I've been working on, on kind of content and things like that, which I know is going to be pushed out by different channels. Um, yeah. So that's been really useful. And if, yeah. I mean, if you really push for time, just go and have a look at the um, PPC chat hashtag on Twitter because there's always always discussions going on in there and people are always sharing really useful resources. I'd also um, recommend, um, I know Google Shopping is becoming more and more uh, popular over the, in the past few years, but also within the organic space as well. But um, one of our own, James Webster, has been doing a great guide to uh, Google Shopping feed management. I think he's done a part areas of each area. So I guess anyone interested in the shopping aspect, I think he's a great follower on Twitter and those uh, blogs are certainly worth um, yeah, reading. I think we'll he'll probably have done all five by the time um by the time the podcast goes out, won't he? I think at the time of recording he's on um maybe three out of five. Yeah. Um but he is uh he is at PPC underscore Webster, uh, if you want to find him on Twitter and we will put a link uh, to that in the show notes as well. Um cool. We'll go we've maybe got ten minutes left or so. So we do just want to talk about one of the other topics that uh, we were quite keen to have you on for, which is uh, to do with with some of the stuff you've alluded to already with processes um, and Google Sheets, uh, which from the last episode uh, we we had a bit of chat about in the intro too. Um, so one of the things that you've talked about already is making processes more efficient when you came into the SEO team from PPC. Yeah. Um, so can you think of any particular kind of processes or areas where you've been able to make a difference and and sort of you feel kind of improve the way that we approach those kind of tasks um i think I, I mean i think i probably had a really quick wake-up call to actually the different ways that i would approach a task versus the ways that a traditional seo probably would it was in my first week yeah and i was working with um one of our strategists charlie knowledge and he asked me to basically go and do a load of keyword research which covered um you know loads of different um, kind of topics loads of different countries loads of different cities and he said you know it's going to take you x amount of time to do i was like, all right um and it, it seemed quite a lot of time to me but then yeah. I was like, oh, you know it's you know it's an seo project so you know you get more time for these sorts of things you know, <laughs> just kind of rolled with it at the time yeah um but i remember i went away and i used um our permutation tool which is something that we would use a fair bit uh, in ppc just to kind of plug in all the different variables that i knew i needed um, and then just kind of set that to auto spit out all the different variants that it would. And I can't yeah. remember how many it was, but it was, you know, it was thousands of variants that, you know, would take you so long to do manually. Yeah. Um, and then that, that obviously saved me a huge chunk of time, which I could then use that as a foundation and go and, you know, do the, the traditional kind of, you know, Ahrefs keyword research and, and qualifying intent and things like that there. But I think, I think I, I managed to do it in about, it sounds like such a brag, doesn't it? I think I managed to do it in about like a third of the time that Charlie yeah. thought it would take me. And I think he was quite shocked. And I was shocked because I was like, I don't understand what, what's shocking about what I've done. <laughs> um, well, so that was yeah definitely a, a sort of a weird moment that I remember. I think for a bit of context as well, the impression permutation tool was sort of, it was billed as a PPC tool, wasn't it? Mm, yeah. But it, essentially all it did was smash words together to make search queries. Yeah. Um, so no reason why it couldn't be applied to SEO, but because I guess because it was a PPC tool, most of us in SEO at the time just weren't even aware of it. Um, I remember you showing it to me and I was like, this is a revelation. Why have I not seen this before? <laughs> um, 
and actually I know there are other permutation tools out there now because impression has sadly retired our permutation tool um but I mean I have to say this is going to sound really self-promotional but I haven't found one that does quite what the impression tool did um quite as conveniently but no sorry go ahead I think it was just yeah one of those moments where Charlie probably looked at me and was like why have you done it this way like obviously in a good way but then yeah I was looking back at him and being like why wouldn't I do it this way <laughs> like it was it was just really bizarre and I mean I mean I've worked with you Ben quite closely on some of our process improvement stuff so yeah I don't know from your perspective what is what is different about what I would do as opposed to you know an SEO from yeah I think but I don't really know what the difference is well I think part of the difference is going to sound really basic but it is that you you knew more about Google Sheets than the vast majority of people in the SEO team um in terms of the kind of formulae that can be used for making things more efficient um and I don't mean to sort of you know (laughs) sound really negative about our SEO team but I think it's just because in PPC you were just used to using higher volumes of data more and kind of just needing to sort through stuff quicker and maybe as you said you had the extra pressure of retainer times as well Um, and for whatever combination of reasons you just knew more techniques for speeding it up so so I'm only laughing because I (laughs) I had to teach myself those techniques in my first week of SEO there's not actually a lot that I brought over spreadsheet knowledge wise I I mean obviously I was using it a lot day to day so I was you know familiar with obviously all your your, your very basic formula but in terms of things like index match I only started using that when I moved to SEO so I think it was probably less of a existing spreadsheet knowledge thing and probably more of a mindset thing where you know Charlie's come to me and said this is a huge task that you need to do it's going to take you like three days or something yeah and I'm like no that's that doesn't sound like a thing that should happen yeah no that that's a very good point I guess it's just in that case it's just a different sort of frame of context isn't it um you just have a different expectation for something and then that led you to finding a more efficient way um, it's, it's weird that I moved over out of the high pressure situation and immediately applied the pressure back on myself to speak. <laughs> you forced yourself to do something in a third of the time that you were actually given. Um, but I mean, one of the things, whether it was, you know, whether it was self-taught or whatever it started, you, you certainly have kind of raised the SEO team's game in Google Sheets. I mean, you've just delivered some training and I think you you really inspired me to get a lot better at it. And yeah. I, th- I think it's just you kind of showed us what was possible and then this sounds really like high like high-minded doesn't it no go like, on carry on <laughs> but you, you showed us kind of what what some of the options were and the kind of things that we'd missed and the ways of thinking that we maybe hadn't even considered and I think it just gave gave a few of people you know speaking about myself it gave me the incentive to actually look into it a bit more because I think you taught me probably you, you taught me a fair amount of basic stuff that I didn't know but it also just gave me the confidence to then go and research other things and so I could then teach myself more that I just never really thought to look into before. Mm-hmm. I think there's and, a lot of it where you maybe don't think to look into it, um, but then yeah. there's also some people in the team where they've spoken about having almost fear of spreadsheets, which is yeah. so weird to me because you, you work with data so much anyway. And for me, Sheets is just a, a tool that makes my life easier, not harder. Because yeah. I think it it can be a little bit intimidating, maybe if you haven't used it before. But I mean, everything's available online. You just literally need to give yourself half an hour, sit down, teach yourself how to do an index match. And I'm very proud of the fact that I think I think I now have a majority of the SEO team pretty confident using index match. I think which you was do. not the case. Yeah. No. That's been 18 months in the making. That has. <laughs> yeah. um, 
but yeah, I think it, it does just need that initial kind of moment where maybe yeah, maybe you do see how someone else does it, and mm. you think, okay, well, maybe there is actually something to that. I should probably look into it. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, Ben was Helen the inspiration for that um, crazy. Uh, formula that I saw was eyes <laughs> one. No, I think Helen called that something along the lines of an abomination when I showed it to her. Uh, I've, I've for context, you know, and I still don't know because I'm because I've self-taught a lot of this. Still have no idea if this was the best way of doing it. But I essentially had to create some automated category content for an e-commerce client and essentially autofill a load of different variables and and then change up those variables based on the type of category. And so it ended up being this, uh, it was just a horrendous nested if formula with about, I don't actually know, I think it had in the region of around 50 ifs in it. Um, and it was it, on my wide screen, it got to about five lines long or maybe even longer. It was just silly. And then Helen was just like, what have you, what have you even tried to do here? But it worked. You sent it, it to worked. me and you were, you sent it to me and you were like, is there a better way to do this? I was like, I honestly don't know because I don't know what you've done. If it works, just leave it. <laughs> it, was, it was just a sequence of if and concatenate and that was it. <laughs> But it's been um, a ridiculously long string. Uh, I've just got a question because I know you've, Helen, you mentioned around kind of working with big data um, yeah. and making it more uh, useful. Um, obviously, um, sheets from a process in um, position is can get quite limited when you're working with um, large data sets. Do you envisage you eventually branching out to things such as like BigQuery? I know like. The, the SEO topic in the past six months is there was a lot of like um, love for kind of Python and things like that. But then there was a lot of people saying, hang on, there's no need to learn Python if you're not able to fully, you know, use Google Sheets and things like that, which I completely agree with. But then mm -hmm. again, when you starting starting to get working with larger data sets, you'll, you know, Google Sheets can be, you know, quite unreliable and things like that. I don't, I'm not sure. Have you started to like, I guess, investigate any of these other things, just like BigQuery or anything like that? Yeah, I mean, I've definitely hit the point several times where my sheets have just given up on me and stopped responding. Yeah. I think you have as well, Ben. <laughs> yes. But, uh, yeah, I've, I've started to look into BigQuery, I think, because, I mean, something like that, if you, if you have that grounding in sheets, it's relatively similar anyway. And mm -hmm. I mean, Again, because everyone's self-taught, everything's available online anyway. There's no yeah. barriers to entry, really. So I do think, I do foresee that being something that we kind of have to get to grips with more, um, especially for working with enterprise clients. Mm. But I think, I mean, I think there's probably a lot to be said for um, the kind of scripts that you can use in Google Sheets as well. Because yeah. I know, I mean, I've been working on a white paper recently, um, and I worked a bit with um, Aaron to kind of try and pull as much data as I could in in quite you know a short time frame because otherwise it was going to be so time consuming mm -hmm. and I think until I'd sort of done that I hadn't really appreciated how much uh you know a, a google script could bring to something like a spreadsheet and obviously mm. I think PPC are a lot more aware of that but they use it in, in the context of google ads more so mm. but I know I've worked a little bit with Nathan in the past because I um, I was wanting to look at different competitive reviews and kind of gauging um, sentiment for them across quite a large scale. Um, and he was able to kind of knock together a script really, really quickly. I'm not yeah. sure you say it was really quickly, but it felt really quickly for me. Hmm. Um, and um, yeah, he was able to kind of put that together and that was able to give me a lot of insights really quickly. Yeah, he did a similar thing for me with search intent, actually. Just It was just able to look for various sort of linguistic cues and stuff in a few different cells and, you know... <laughs> Probably if I was to approach it now, I would attempt to do it with a stupid if statement again, but <laughs> the script was definitely the better way to do it. Uh, and to be honest, if I knew how to 
properly make a Google like a Google script, I would have done that for this automated content rather than my monster. Um, but it is what it is. <laughs> it works one way or another. Um, I think we're, we're coming to the end of, of our time, but I just have one kind of closing question for you on this, Helen. Um, just do you have any sort of tips for when you have a large data set um, for kind of how you distill action points from that and actually turn it into something useful for a client? Yeah, I mean, I think I mean, you mentioned I kind of gave the team some sort of training on data analysis and stuff quite recently. And I think I probably outed myself as a, a bit of a fraud in that. In that I think people <laughs> obviously thought there was you know a lot of scientific method going on behind what I was doing. Yeah. It often not. It's usually just a load of different index match formulas and a bit of conditional formatting. Yeah. I've, I've yet to find a better way to kind of convey something to a client than a traffic light system. Um, yeah. You know, I think obviously if you can accompany it with a kind of written summary as well, that makes it all the better. But yeah, things like conditional formatting to just make it easy to spot those trends straight yeah. away, especially if you can make use of things like filtering and, you know, if you're comfortable calculating percentage change as well, that that can all be things which if you can calculate an average and then spot the biggest outliers from that, that will usually kind of put you on the right tracks to begin with. Or at yeah. least if you're on the right tracks, it will show you what the wrong tracks are. I think we can we can probably link in the show notes to um, a blog post that all three of us had a hand in one way or another, which was I think was it Ed that published was it Ed or Helen that published it with the opportunity the opportunity analysis from a couple of months ago. Yeah, I think uh, Helen, yeah. Helen published that. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, it, it, it? Yeah, it came from mine and Ed's original work on Rise Art. Then you turned it into a template that anyone could use, Helen. Um, and I think that's quite a good example of this more actionable sheet where it. Um, again, uses just a, kind of a, an if formula to make a traffic-like kind of tier system for keywords um, based on keyword opportunity. And, and I've used a similar thing in various other situations. So as an example of what you can do to make a sheet easier to interpret, that's probably quite a good starting place. Yeah, I mean, oftentimes the, the sheet that I work in will be the one that I then present to a client anyway. And I think if you approach whatever you're doing from the perspective that you're going to have to explain it to someone who doesn't yes. understand sheets or doesn't understand, um, you know, all the data, then I think that makes it a lot easier for you to stay on track with it as well, because you can't go down too many different rabbit holes. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it helps you to keep it as visual as possible too, which definitely helps if you kind of come back to that three months down the line and you need to revisit an audit or something. Yeah. Like, oh, I can't remember what I was thinking. But if you, if you imagine that you're going to have to explain it to someone else, even if it's just for your own purposes, I always find that's really helpful. Yeah, I think just on top of that, to add a quick tip from the work that I've done and what I've kind of seen as from from kind of elsewhere as well is if you're working with exports from tools like analytics or we use Ahrefs or something like that, like don't be afraid to strip out columns liberally. Like the ones that you don't you don't actually need for your analysis, just get rid of them because they just bulk out the sheet unnecessarily. Yeah, definitely. Cool. Well, I think we will uh, we'll leave that one there um thanks helen we we did give you a proper quiz um but there was loads of really good stuff in there um so i'm hoping that that you guys listening um will have found something interesting from that whether it's to do with the integration and kind of ppc and seo strategy uh, or whether it's thinking about some of the things we can do differently in seo um but just once more helen could you tell us uh, how people can find you on social media uh, if you've got anything else going on or, or where people can kind of keep up with what you're doing. Yeah, I'm on Twitter at digital underscore Helen. Uh, anything that I'm kind of working on will probably be retweeted on there anyway. But yeah, as I say, I've got white paper in the works um, and yeah, semi-regularly semi churning out blogs as well. 
Cool. Well, we will be on the lookout for that. Uh, and that will do it for this week's Rank Up podcast episode. Uh, we will be back in a couple of weeks' time, uh, this time with Ian Humphreys, who is uh, Impressions resident site migration specialist, although I haven't actually confirmed with him what he'll be talking about. So it might not be site migrations after that juicy dangle. In the meantime, we would really appreciate it if you could leave a review on the podcast app of your choice for the Rank Up uh, SEO podcast. Uh, while we're getting off the ground and still a pretty young podcast, it really helps us to gain more visibility in places like Apple Podcasts and, and similar. Uh, and if you want to send in any questions for our future guests or, or for me or Ed, uh, you can find us both on Twitter at BenJGarry with two R's and at EdJTW with two D's. Uh, and if you can't wait for your next helping of digital marketing content, then as always, you can check out the impression.co.uk blog. Um, and particularly look out for any webinars that we might be running. There are a few in the works, um, and we uh, we have new content published there every few days anyway. Uh, and as always, we also recommend checking out womenintechseo.com slash speakers uh, as another great way to find all sorts of different people uh, talking about various things, particularly with a focus on technical SEO, which obviously is a, is a big part of what we do here on this podcast. So Helen, thank you so much for coming on this month again and for, for having these couple of conversations with us. Thank you. And uh, Ed and I will be back in a couple of weeks with your next installment of On Page Conversation. Thanks everyone. Thanks both.